Welcome to our podcast, Inspiring Living, with me, Mark Candelaria. I am an architect, blogger, traveler, chef, father, and husband. I'm the founder and now a partner of a fabulous 25-person architecture firm specializing in high-end residential architecture, designing amazing homes across the country. We have hosted tours to Italy, Spain, and now Napa over the last 20 years. And in the course of all this, I have met a lot of interesting people who truly inspire me. Our podcast is about all the opportunities that are right there in front of us to inspiring living. Yes, we will talk about architecture and design, but every week we will venture into all sorts of topics that will inspire you, teach you, and motivate you to inspire living every day. My guests will include a wide gamut of amazing people from those in the design industry to clients to real estate professionals, chefs, artists, sports figures, and philanthropists, and people who just flat out get it. Sit back and enjoy, and let's have some fun exploring all the opportunities that are there just waiting for us. Please subscribe and get ready to be inspired every week. Okay, as my dad says, here we go. Wow, what a busy month. I don't know about you guys, but it's crazy out there. But uh, anyway, a couple of quick things. We want to thank Phoenix Home and Garden Magazine for our feature, Sleeping Beauty, in this month's issue, Art and Artists. Fantastic project. We actually did this nearly 20 years ago, and it's finally getting some recognition. I want to say great job to my partner, Vivian Ayala, who was a project manager at the time, and GM Hunt, who did a fantastic job constructing the home and Bergup Design for their work on the gardens and landscape. Finally, thanks to photographer Julianne McKay at Pearl Blossom Photography for her stunning pictures of this project. I encourage you to pick up a copy today. Because Inspiring Living is all about the people and the organizations that inspire us, we are excited to have Monogram Appliances as one of our sponsors. Anytime we do a new kitchen or a kitchen remodel, Monogram Appliances are what we recommend to our client. Their appliances are the definition of luxury, meticulously detailed using the finest materials and an ownership experience that is second to none. This is how Monogram is always thinking ahead and inspiring and elevating the kitchen experience. Because at Monogram, they don't just elevate one thing, they elevate everything. All right, good morning. I have a really fun podcast I'm really looking forward to today. I have Scottsdale contemporary artist Nikki Wohler. I'm saying that right, right? Specializes in both organic, textural canvas works, as well as abstract high-gloss resin art panels and customized waterproof art installations, emphasizing rich color that often resembles stones scattered with minerals. Okay, does that sound cool or what, right? And this is a podcast, so you guys can't see any of this stuff, but we're going to post some cool videos, some cool photos. Her, her work is amazing, okay? Her large-scale art pieces have caught eyes worldwide, and it's currently represented by Foray, and company fine art. Did I say it right? Correct. Correct. Galleries in both Aspen and Vail, Colorado, the Slate Gray Gallery in Telluride, Colorado, and Kernville, Texas. You have to tell me where Kernville, Texas Kerrville. is. Kerrville. 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 Yep. And the Broadmoor Galleries, which I know very well, at the iconic Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs, the House of Anderson in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's you've got your stuff all over the place, girl. Correct. And yeah. the Foundry downtown Phoenix there as well. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that was the next thing right here. Uh, one of Nikki's works, Silent Partners, was handpicked from more than 1,100 submissions to be part of a group show titled, titled Face Off at the Herberger Theater Gallery to run October 2016 through 17. So that's that's over with. But we're going to talk about all the things you got going on. And we're sitting in her studio gallery here, kind of workshop off of uh, Goldwater, just north of Indian School, right behind Donna Valone's shop. 
So I'm getting free Wi-Fi. Thanks, Donovan. <laughs> uh, this this is awesome. This is a cool space. Of good morning and welcome. Thanks for letting us interrupt you. Good morning. Thank you so much. This is a blast. Isn't this cool? This is wonderful. This is your first podcast. This is. So we're going to have a lot of fun here. So, all right, stay tuned. We're going to get settled in and we'll get started here. Here we are in the studio. This is a real studio, too. I mean, there's paint all over the place. There's drawings and paintings and paint cans and... This is the real deal, girl. It, it really is. I'm, I I'm, love it. I am so happy here. This is my happy place. Yeah. So the last time I met with you in your studio, it was your dining room. It was. Yeah. For six years, it was my it was my dining room. Right. And I was trying to help you design a studio for your backyard, and I think we could have built the Taj Mahal for what I designed <laughs> for you. What the bids came back at, right? It was a little. Oh crazy. my God! It was insane. It was a little nuts. Yeah. That was that was a little extreme. But you know what? One day we will build that Taj Mahal. We will. Yes, I mean, will. I, I, I'm watching you and I know it's going to happen. I'm totally convinced. And that's hence why I'm staying so close to you because I know there is a great commission for me down the road. <laughs> huge. Huge, Wonderful. huge, huge, right? Amazing. So here we are in, uh, I guess you, we call this Old Town Scottsdale, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, and so you've kind of taken over this vacated space and you've kind of turned it into this magnificent uh, studio. It's incredible. I've gone from 11 foot by 12 foot to 2,800 square feet and I get to throw paint. I mean, as you can see, it's super raw, so it doesn't matter what I do here. Yeah. It's just, it is so freeing. I've gone from one painting table to four and I constantly have multiple pieces working at once. I don't overwork paintings anymore. I get to jump from one to the next. It's honestly, this has been the most incredible blessing ever. Well, I can see it on your face and the just your energy is like so different than when I met with you in the dining room. I mean, in the dining room, you were just up to your eyeballs. <laughs> I know. I mean, you couldn't I mean, use your house. Your, no. Your house everything. had been taken over by your work. Oh, it had. And especially when I would be doing a big piece for a yeah. client, I would have to move my area rug, move my sofa, push everything over closer towards the fireplace, and then, you know, ask ask my children to, you know, not bump into it. Right. I mean, it was crazy. So what is it like to come here where you've got all this space, no restrictions, I mean, do you have to mentally prepare yourself differently? No, it's just, actually the diff. It's, 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 it's the better. opposite. Yeah, it's I know. There's longer, less distraction. There's, it's I. I don't even have to think when I come in here now. I get to just do. Just do it. I walk in that door. I turn on the lights. I put my music on, and instantly everything just washes over, and I get to start. That's awesome. It's incredible. I don't have to move anything. I don't have to, you know, look at my couch and go, okay, Nikki, don't get paint on it today. Yeah. Okay, so I understand that as an artist. I mean, I do my own fair share of painting and obviously a lot of architecture. And I know that when you have to set up and and prepare and do all that, when you can't just instantaneously start, it is a distraction, and it's a it's a real easy ex excuse to put something off. It is right, yeah, or or to not take a chance at something, right? Because um, once I start, I'm fine. Yeah. Once I'm once I'm there doing it, mm -hmm. I can go forever. Right. Well, or for me, it was because I was always worried. I have a start. I mean, I have this one painting I was working on, and it was a pretty big one, and for some somehow I forgot that I was actually in my own home right I was so into the painting and I had a bucket of white paint and I threw it at the painting and I'm working on the painting and I'm dabbing and retracting and taking things off and at some point I look up and I realize I shot a bucket of white paint 
across my entertainment set, across <laughs> my television, across my subwoofer, across the whole thing. And I had to stop and think to myself, well, if you can save one thing, what are you going to save? Right. Are you going to save the art or are you going to save, you know, the entertainment center? I chose the art. <laughs> I just thought, well, you know what? This stuff's getting a little old anyways. Technology's so much better. I'll buy a new one. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So it's so iconic, actually. It's interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so for me, it, it have not having a space where I could just paint with abandon right it was it was limiting yeah and here it doesn't matter no, what i do there's a lot of room too it's yeah, nice there really is nice and it's funny i mean when i first started moving in i thought how am i ever gonna fill this space oh my goodness and look around i mean it's getting full it's getting and there. now You've i'm thinking it. oh my gosh now i might need a bigger space yeah that's very, very cool isn't so isn't that great how did we meet? I'm trying to remember how we met. Is we it met our kids? through our children. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, both of our middle kids have been friends since third grade. Third grade. And so I always followed you, and I followed your work, and I knew, you know, your name. And then one day, my son said, you know, Bella Candelaria. And I, I went, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Candelaria is in Mark Candelaria? <laughs> and he said, yeah, that's her dad. And I was like, oh, my goodness, seriously? <laughs> All these years. Yeah. And funny. so I think I reached out to you to say, hey, I'm I Connor's that's right. mom. I remember that. Yep. That's it. That's and exactly that's how, how we was. met. And that's been quite a few years now. Yeah, it has. Yeah, Many. I was looking back at when we were doing your studio. That was right two years ago. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was August of 17. Wow. It seems like it was la last year. It seems like it was last year, but yeah. it was two years ago. Gosh, where does time go? I know. It's crazy, wow. right? So I love art. I find it so fascinating to, to understand the life of an artist. And let's add to that a single mom, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. You've been a single mom for how long now? Long time. Long time. <laughs> long and I, time. I know as a single dad how hard it is. And I, I, I know as a single mom, it's got to even be tougher. Plus, you're an artist. And so what's that like? It is... Well, how old are your kids now? So my kids now are 16, 17, and 19. Okay, so um, three of so them. So there's three of them. And you know, they're... Obviously, a lot more self-sufficient now. Um, what is that like as a single mom? It's terrifying and exhilarating all at the same time. <laughs> um, when plus I, your teenagers. Plus their teenagers. Well, my, I'm lucky though. Mine are actually really good. Yeah, that is lucky. I mean, mine are like knock on wood. Yeah. Really, really good. Yep. Um, but it's it's being an artist. You don't have a safety net. No. There's no safety That's net. I'm I know what it's like as an architect to not have a safety net, and and you know an architect is kind of more of a conventional career. Yeah. Being an artist it's, is sub, sub, totally subjective. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely. Some, you're throwing paint and you're hoping someone's going to love it. Exactly. And, and each painting is kind of like a baby. Yeah. Right? It's one of my children. So, yeah. you know, if somebody says it's ugly, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Wow. But, um, yeah, it's it's... You know, it might be one of the gutsiest things I've ever done in my whole life, but at the same time, I've never shied away from, from a challenge. Right. Um, so, how did you get into art? I mean, you're from Toronto, Canada, I which am. I, I read, and I was like, well, okay, how did, how in the heck did you get from Toronto, Canada, to Scottsdale, Arizona? Well, my husband, he was yeah. my husband. He, um, at, when we had been married for a couple years, he wanted to come here, and so we did. But you're you're Canadian. I am. I'm Canadian. I'm okay. a permanent resident of the U.S. Okay. Um, and so I've been in Phoenix, Scottsdale now since '95. '95. Okay. '95. Long time. Um, so what was it like growing up in Toronto? Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I've been there so once. It looked like a cool city. Yeah. I miss being in a city where I mean, there's just. A centralized life. You yeah. Know, there's millions of people walking around downtown. Right. There's 
you know, it's the, getting better here, but we still got a ways to go. It's, oh, it's improved dramatically since '94. Oh, it certainly has. I remember yeah. when I first got here, you drive downtown no, and there was tumbleweeds. Town. Yeah, and I'm not kidding. I mean, yeah. after 5 p.m. and the offices shut oh, yeah. down, there was nothing. Nothing. So it's it's gotten significantly yeah. better. But, um, I mean, it's still missing, you know, some of the elements, but it'll get there eventually. Yeah, eventually. So were mm-hmm. you, w- when you were in Toronto as a, as a young kid, were you an artist then? No. So that's the crazy thing. I actually disliked art class. I couldn't draw. I couldn't do the things that they asked, but I think it's because they asked me to paint a fruit bowl. Right. They asked They're me to. They're putting you in the art in a box. Yes. And it wasn't your box. It's not my box. Right. I need to be able to color way outside the lines. <laughs> you don't have lines. <laughs> I don't have lines. Yeah, there's no lines nope. around here. <laughs> nope. So I think because I couldn't fit in their mold, right. what they wanted, I thought I hated art. Um, I went into marketing, believe it yeah. or not. So I, I see you studied marketing and, yeah. and what was the other? Advertising? Yeah, marketing and advertising. Yeah. I actually started at 14. Um, my mom was the VP of a major ad agency in Toronto. Oh, interesting. That's how that happened. Mm -hmm. And one of her clients was Hostess Potato Chips. And so they used to market to kids in my age bracket, my demographic. And so my mom, they they would put these little toys inside the personal size bags, kind of like McDonald's toys. Yep. And so they would use me to do their grandma research. So they would give me some of the different, you know, things that they were considering doing. And I'd take them to school, distribute them, you know, gather up the information, bring back and let my mom know what was going on. Then by the time I was 16, I was a paid copywriter. Hmm. I was writing TV and radio wow. spots. And then I, it was just a natural flow for me. Yeah. So I've always been a creative. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the creative aspect yes. was always there. Yeah. So I've always been a creative. I never liked math class. I always hated science class. Um, but I loved writing and right. I loved reading and I loved, you know, those kinds of things. Right. And so I went to college for marketing. And then... And where, I, where's Sheridan College? That's It's where you just went. outside of Toronto. Okay. Um, so that's where I went. And then I met the husband on spring break in Daytona Beach. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> And uh, we ended up dating for another year and then said, oh, what the heck, and got married. And got married there in Toronto. No, we no. actually got married in Pittsburgh. Oh, where in he, Pittsburgh. Where he was from. Oh, he was from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So yep. he's an American. He's an American. Okay, so you got married. In, you met at Daytona Beach. Met at Daytona Beach. We did the whole dating back now, and was forth it, was for it a year. Was it Christmas break or spring break? Spring break. Oh, spring break. Oh, yeah, okay. it was that, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Right said Fred was playing, <laughs> and so now I'm dating myself. <laughs> Okay, so then you get married in <laughs> Pittsburgh. We got married in Pittsburgh. And, and at that time, were you still in the marketing broadcasting field? I was, yep. Yep. So I had my first advertising job. I came right out of school and then went to live in Pittsburgh with him. Okay. So I had my first job at an agency. My first day of work, they actually flew me into Dallas, and I met with my first client, which wow. was IBM. Wow. I, it was crazy. I didn't How old know. were you then? 21. Wow. Yeah, cool. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. It, it's it, it feels like a whole lifetime ago, maybe three lifetimes yeah, ago. That's weird, isn't it? I know. Yep. So then we ended up moving here two years later. Now how did that happen? Why, why Phoenix? Well, at the time, he was a nurse, and he wanted yeah. to do traveling nurses. So we kind of traveled all around the country for two years, and... But I was bored out of my mind. Yeah. I mean, we could only live in a place for two to three months, so you can't go get a job. Right, yeah. With so here I am at 22 years old, sitting around a pool talking. You know, my best friends were like 85 years old because we were living in places like Florida. <laughs> and so I'm sitting outside having, you know, cocktails with Wanda at 4 o'clock there in the go. afternoon. <laughs> but it just wasn't, it wasn't stimulating me. So I looked at him one day and I said, okay, that's it. Like, I'm done. You've got to do this for two years. Yep. We need to go somewhere where I can start a career. And so 
this is where we ended up. We had done a session here. He, we had done a three-month stint here. And he really loved it. And I, I wanted to go to a bigger city. Yeah. He did not. So this was a compromise. Good compromise. Yep. Yep. So how'd you like Arizona? At the time or yeah, now? At the time. At the time when I first moved here, I thought I mean, it was so... That's quite a difference from Toronto and right. Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I, I would walk around mesmerized by the austere beauty of it all. Yeah. It's just so different. Um, and then after a while, I got really homesick. I missed the green, and I missed the weather, and I missed the trees and the, and the foliage. And, the, and so for a while, I was in kind of a not the best space as far as, you know, where I lived. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, but I think you you You're you dapt. build a life somewhere, and then. Uh, but I'm happy here now. Yeah. You know, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I love to travel. Travel's my it's my you know jam. But yeah, we got to get you on some of these tours. I know for sure. So, uh, so when you came here, then did you get back into advertising and yes, marketing? Yes, I did. So I actually I was in marketing here. I went client side for a while. Coulter Cadillac. I did oh, their marketing, okay. um, and then I went into media sales. Yeah. So I worked at KSLX and KMLE for well between the two of them over ten years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then we moved back to Toronto for a quick 10 months. <laughs> I was the business development director for 130 radio stations in Toronto across the country. And then we moved back down here because there was this whole crazy chain of events. And we just said, oh, forget it. And we came back. And at that time, I decided that I wanted to go into business for myself. So I started my own ad agency. Okay. And I had that for almost 12 years. And I had amazing clients, Vitamin Water, Smart Water, Harlem wow. Globetrotters. Um, the whole Big stuff. S- yeah, it was it was amazing. It was an incredible, incredible ride. Hmm. Um, and then one day I just didn't love what I was doing as much. Hmm. And so to back up for a second, when we I'm trying to remember how old I was, I didn't have kids yet. Um, one of my jobs was I was the marketing director for Buzz Fun Bar. I don't hmm. know if you remember never, that. Never heard oh, of that. It was a huge club up at Scottsdale Road and Shea. Hmm. And um, we lost one of our employees who was, you know, a good friend. He mm-hmm. fell asleep at the wheel and he died. Hmm. And so I went to his funeral and it was a beautiful, beautiful day. And I didn't have kids, so I had a cute little roadster and I had the roof down on the car. And as I was driving, I was sad thinking that, you know, Michael should have been here. Hmm. And, and just, you know, he fell asleep and how dumb. Right. And then this voice in my head, I was driving past Michael's. This voice in my head said, hey, Nick. You should stop and get some paint and some canvases and some <laughs> brushes. And but you've never done that before. No, never. Ever. I'd hated art before yeah. that. I thought it was just, d- d- why would anybody do that? But the voice was so loud and so clear. <laughs> and I was driving right past Michael's, so I actually like turned in, and I walked in, and I grabbed a bunch of canvases. And I didn't know what I was doing. I just grabbed colors and canvases and a bunch of brushes. And I remember I had the roof down. I had the little BMW Z Roadster. So this tiny little thing. And I had canvases the like size of those. Sticking out of the back. Sticking out of the back. And I drove home and I painted my first painting. And wow. I was lucky enough to live next to an art professor from ASU. Interesting. So I knocked on her door and I asked her to come over and take a look at what I had painted for some critique. Mm-hmm. And she walked in and she looked at it and she said, that's your first painting. And I said, yeah, I've never done. And she turned around and she started to walk away. And I, and I said, wait, it's that bad? You've got nothing to say? No, she decided to go into advertising after that <laughs> and marketing. No, then she looked at me and she said, 
I don't want to guide you in any way. You have a natural talent. You just keep painting and don't stop. Amazing. And she turned around and walked out the door. And so... This um, all sounds like very divine intervention. It really does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then so I painted a couple more paintings. And then I got pregnant with my first child. And life got crazy. So a lot of divine intervention. A lot of divine intervention. <laughs> yeah. And so then I had two more kids rapid fire. I mean, wow. I, at one point I had three kids, three and under. And so there was no time for painting. Right. And so that all just kind of got pushed to the side. And, you know, I focused on kids and life and yep. marriage. And Yep. Were and you still working? Oh, yeah. I was still working. I was in radio at the time. Wow. I was doing radio sales so at the time. So you're busy. Oh, it was crazy. And so... But then fast forward those few years later, and I was doing my own agency, and I'd already had it for, what, 12 years. And I don't know, I kind of lost some of the sparkle for me. Mm -hmm. And so I would stay home days and play hooky and paint. Hmm. And But I didn't tell anybody that I painted. The only way you knew if I painted was if you had been in my home because right. my walls were covered in my own art. But it was something that I saved just for me. Yeah. And um, one day I got busted by a client. And so she called and I was covered in paint and I'm fumbling, <laughs> trying to get to my phone and not ruin my phone. And and she says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm painting. And she said, your walls, honey, there's people for that. And I said, no, not my walls, a painting. And she said, let me see photos. And I said, no. And she said, why? And I said, because I don't show my art. And she right. said, let me see photos. And I said, no. And she said, let me see photos or you're fired. So I sent her photos, and next thing I know, she sent me back a photo, and it was of an empty wall with dimensions and said, you're amazing, paint something. Cool. And so I did, and she loved it, and she commissioned two more pieces after that, and she looked at me, and she said, you're great at marketing, but this is what you should be doing. You're crazy if you don't. So I got a little now bit what of what year was that, roughly? Almost seven years ago now. Okay. So not that long ago. Not that long ago. So I got a little bit of courage, yep. and I popped a painting up on Facebook, just for- Just to see to what see what. But at least I figured they're my friends. They're going to be kind, if nothing yeah, else. Yeah. And the painting sold within an hour. And then I thought, huh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Let's try this again. So I popped another one up, and it sold within an hour. And I thought, huh. Here we oh, go. Really? So I looked up, and I talked to the universe, and I said, all right, I'm listening. I'm paying attention. Right. So how about we do this? If this happens one more time. I'll go be an artist. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm, and it happened. It happened again. And so I actually closed down my agency within 30 days, and I have been painting full-time ever since. That is amazing. Isn't that incredible? That is so freaking cool. I know. I love it. It's a, it's quite a story. Well, that's awesome. And now, like I said in the intro, you've got artwork all over the place. I do. I'm, it's Vail, Aspen, yeah, it's all Telluride. Over. You know what's so cool? Somebody sent me an Instagram message, and she was instagramming me from her home in paris apparently she bought one of my pieces in the aspen gallery and was interested in buying another piece for her other home in munich there you go i mean it's so i've got art around the world yeah i mean awesome. it's it's such an incredible feeling well it's great with, with social media what you can do i mean mm -hmm. you're that's perfect example yeah. of why i love it because it's it's such a visual medium mm -hmm. and for an artist architect whatever to be able to put something out there where you're not just showing it to people next door. Anyone in the world could see it. Yeah, it's you know? a, yeah, it's and it's such a heady experience yeah. to think. You know, I didn't know that she bought this painting. I had right. no idea. And and um, so then I get to ask, well, which one? What do you have? I mean, and <laughs> it's just this. It triggers this whole thing. You know, 
what my most recent post on Instagram was that I just found out that somebody purchased one of my paintings for uh, their wife or girlfriend for Christmas. She'd fallen in love with it, saw it at the foundry. Right. And that was her Christmas gift. And that was so cool for me. Yeah. You know, to think that somebody loved it that much, that that was their big gift. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. See, and I think what's neat is, is you know, your work is obviously very beautiful, but I love the stories behind the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I think it's always interesting, not only the story that created the work, but then like what you're saying are the stories after the work is created yeah. and where the, where the painting goes in the universe from yeah. there. Yeah, right? for sure. I have, I have one painting. It's called Connecting the Dots. And I had... I had created this thing, and it was so atypical to what I normally do. Right. But I just had this colorful burst, I guess, in my head that I had to get out. So I painted this thing, and I didn't even know what to do with it. I I didn't feel like I could show it to any of my galleries because it was so different from my usual work. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of – I just took a photo of it, and I put it up on Instagram. And I had actually kind of assumed that I was just going to paint over it. Next thing I know, I get an email. And in my Instagram post, I called it squirrel because to me it was just like all over the place, you know. (laughs) And so I get an email and it's titled squirrel. And a lady says to me, do you still have this painting? Because if you do, I have the most perfect place for it. Hmm. And so I said, well, I do. So I ended up meeting her, showing her the painting. She loved it. And um, she took it with her. And then she sent me photos, and I have them on my Instagram story. It is like I painted that just for her. Interesting. But I don't even think if I had gone to visit her space, I would have come up with that. Right. It was just so organically perfect. Hmm. And so I ended up changing the name of the painting from Squirrel to Connecting the Dots. Because for me, that was such a huge lesson to just paint what I feel. Yeah. And then put it out there. Yep. And the right person will find it. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. I mean, we were talking about that earlier about you know your space here and the the things that just happen in the universe if you just put it out there mm-hmm. and, and visualize it and let it manifest itself. Yes. Right? Yeah. Stop overthinking things and yeah. just let it come from the heart. Yeah. And I and I think when you're operating from the place of the greatest good. I yeah. think the universe opens up every door oh, yeah. for you. Totally. Right? I mean, totally when you are coming that. from an honest, genuine space yep. and doing something with love and passion. Yeah. Not necessarily for you. No. You're just doing it because that's what you feel and yep. that's the energy you want to put out there. Yep. And it's amazing what does come to you in a roundabout way that yeah. you never even imagined. From directions you never <laughs> yeah. considered that that was a possibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you take a look at all of these paintings, every single one of them was painted from an emotion, from a failing. Yeah. From a, you know, very few of them, if any, are contrived or pre predetermined before right. I start. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So I know, you know, we've been talking about your life here, and I know... Everybody's life has the ups and has the downs, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So when you paint, are you go? Do you capture all those different pen- pendulum of emotions? Oh, for sure. I do mean, you? just looking. Because you always seem like such an upbeat person, but yeah. I'm sure there's moments oh, that are tough. There are definitely moments that are tough, and it, it's you can tell by my color choices. Um, you know, I speak a lot through color because I don't do a lot of shapes. Although with these story people, you're getting more shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for example, that one with the, the heads right there, Yeah. that painting is called return to joy. Hmm. But if you look, so her head is bent first and it's dark and she's super sad, but as she is letting go of the sadness, it turns into this beautiful rose gold. So it's called return to joy. But I'll tell you, there were so many tears 
hmm. you know, when I painted that one. Yeah. Because that followed kind of a sad you moment. know moment in my life. Yeah. Um and so that there was a lot of tears involved in that one. And you know, there are some of the other ones as well. And there's you know, that painting goes from sadness to complete and utter elation all within right. those. So yeah, I mean, everything in here is is pure emotion. So how long do some of these pieces take you to, to put together? <sighs> there is no rhyme or reason to them. Sometimes I fight with them mm -hmm. and we, you know, we, we battle back and forth and mm. it can take months. Mm. And then other ones come out in days. Just, yeah. And there is no rhyme or reason to, I, I wish I could come up with what the formula is, but yeah. there isn't. It just... Yeah, just what it is is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, yep. that's cool. See, that's what I love about painting and that's what I love about cooking it compared to architecture is they're a lot quicker right you know I mean you saw how long it took us to do your little shop and right. that was your little studio right I, I can't mean, even imagine these some of these you know crazy uh, right you know I'm working on a house for five six I've worked on one house 12 years wow so imagine doing a painting that took <gasps> you 12 years no no the, nope that would make me crazy <laughs> the, go crazy right I would go nuts yeah. yeah I do have one that took a year but right. it didn't take a year to paint it. It took a year to for it to dry, and that's actually the one that was chosen for the Herberger oh, nice. show. Nice. Um, and now David Adler is actually turning it into a rug. Oh, that's so cool. So we have the first strike of it being well. Actually, I think we might be on the third strike because they're having a hard time with the metallics yeah. making the metallics right. But yeah, <laughs> David Adler's turning it into a, a so into cool. a rug. That's what's neat about some of this stuff is mm -hmm. the interaction that happens with the artists and the mm -hmm. the different people in this community. Yeah, you know what? This community is phenomenal. I, that's what I tell. We were just having a conversation about that with somebody that, and you know, I've been here since uh, seventy nine eighty, and the transformation that's happened really just in the last, I'd say five to ten years, mm -hmm. has been monumental. And it's like now there's enough momentum that I really see this place taken off. I do too. From an artistic community. I do too. And I think, you know, I, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Maybe if I had started the painting sooner, it wouldn't have been the right receptive, right. you know, situation. Right. And the right and place and time. Right? Absolutely. Totally. And, you know, I work with a, a lot of interior designers and I love working with them. Yeah. I I, for me, it's actually one of my favorite things to do, especially when it's a commission, because I get to see the space that it's going into. I get to meet the people. Well, see, who that's where I think it. you're. That's where I think you're very talented, and I think it's. I think it's that marketing, advertising background that you have, mm -hmm. that you get that as an artist. Yes. I know a lot of artists that are so shy mm -hmm. and so into their own little world they mm -hmm. don't get out they don't market mm -hmm. and like an architect there's a lot of architects the same way you've got to be able to market your stuff Absolutely. I, mean, I don't care how talented you are mm -hmm. but if you can get out there and promote your work and toot your own horn mm -hmm. a little bit in a in a yeah, you know, in a nice way. In a nice way, absolutely. I just think the benefits. Like, here's the classic example. We're looking at what you just did with the, with the kids at uh, Gigi's Playhouse, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I know. I think I got you involved. You in did that. absolutely. And what a great place, right? I love that place, and I teach art there now every month, and I love those kids. Yeah. And, you know, and but it, it's an amazing thing. Right. But you're out there in the community, mm -hmm. getting your work, meeting interior designers, meeting mm -hmm. people. Yep. And. I just find that it just perpetuates what you do. Well, for sure. When I decided that I was going to be an artist, I decided right off the bat I was not going to be a starving artist. Right. That's good. You, and you made a mental conscious I did, you know? decision that that's yeah. how you were going to be. Absolutely. I think, yeah. you know, happy is a choice. Yep. And it's also success is also a choice. Yes. And and I think, you know, what I, one of the best things that I did when I decided to do it was I hired an artist consultant. And Interesting. Be and because, you know, 
obviously I knew marketing. I'd done it yeah. for 20 something, almost yeah. 30 years. But I was smart enough to know that marketing in the art world is different from marketing, you know, a Ferrari, right? right? A car. I mean, yeah. it's, it's totally different. Totally different. So I hired an artist consultant and I had her look at my work and I had her help me with all of the different elements. And she gave me incredible confidence. Hmm. Um, you know, and said, you know, you should be talking to these people. Reach out to these people. Don't stop reaching right. out to people. Right. You don't have to be a starving artist. Yeah. And so she gave me the tools early on, and I was able to just take them, take my previous experience, do the work. Yep. But the whole point is, just because you build it doesn't mean they will come. You have to show people what you do. Right. And and so and that's just it. It's show the people. Show people what you do and then hope they connect with you. Yeah, and you're not going to connect with everybody. Right. My style isn't everybody's style, right? right? Yep. But it's kind of like that whole Apple campaign. Apple's philosophy was we're not going to try to sell you. We're just going to show you what we do. Right. And if you connect with us, you'll come. Right. And you create your own community. You create your, your, your own, own community. culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And, and you've so done, you, you're doing that. I mean, I think don't you, don't you, as you go through this whole process, what I find is. Not only am I learning more about architecture, my technical skills, proportion, blah, 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 blah. But you're also learning how to run the business yes. and things to do to perpetuate your business further. Yes, absolutely. You know? And it's, it's a, I mean, it's a dance, right? Yeah, totally. There's only so many hours in a day yeah. and you have to create some of those hours and you have to be a parent some of those yep. hours and you have to, you know, make sure your home is taken care of yep. and the people around you are taken care of and you're taken care of. You gotta wear a lot of hats every you day. You do, you know, so it's called getting up early. <laughs> and <laughs> Are you an early riser? Oh, I am. Yep. yep, I am. I'm usually up by 530, yep. 5, 530, uh, you know, especially in the summer when it's lighter. Right. Um, I've been a little lazy this Christmas yeah, break, but I, it's been lovely. I love the early summer hours. I, I just, do too. I mean, it's beautiful here in mm -hmm. Arizona. It's cool. Yep. It starts getting light at 4.30, you know, yep. whatever. And like from 4.30 to 9, I can get so much done. Mm -hmm. And then I still got the whole day, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. as an artist, I just think... For me, it's it's a really great time to be creative because there's no distractions. There's none. You know what? Yeah. There's there's a quote from Brian Andreas, and I love it. And it said, "I love the early mornings because nobody's around to remind me who I'm supposed to be. So it's <laughs> See, easier to that. remember who I am. Yeah, just tap into who you are. Yeah, right. Yeah, those are my best hours. Yeah, I get up and you know I some well I don't get up and paint that early anymore because my nope. studio is no longer in my dining room. Right. But I get up and I exercise and I meditate and I, you know, I do the things so to see, prepare me for the day. See, that's something probably you weren't able day. to do when it was in your house that you can do now because yeah. your stuff's here. So you yeah. have time to do that stuff for you right? to start your day. Yeah, because it would be before I would get up, I would walk in and I would see a painting and I would go, oh, okay, I oh, now I know what I want to do. And then I would start right in. And right. then I would forget about, but hey, wait, hello, you, you need to recharge yourself. Right. So now I, it's this beautiful balance. That's cool. You know, and so I hit the studio by like nine. Yeah. Yeah. We were just did uh, uh, Letitia Fry's whole podcast and her whole message was balance, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm a Libra, so I'm always trying to find balance. And I'm it's, a it, Gemini. You're a Gemini. Okay. <laughs> There's like 87 voices going <laughs> yeah. on at all times in my head. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> But it is. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough to find that, mm -hmm. that area where you can just operate and be creative and focused. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And on top of it, I'm empathic, too. So I kind of take on everything. I have to just, I need that space. And yeah. I need that time to just let whatever's not serving me go and embrace what is. Right. That's you know? awesome. So 
I know you talked about meditation and some of those things. Uh, what are some other ways that you kind of detach and, and balance yourself? I love cooking. I, I love, 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 love cooking. I know. I should have you over. I just yeah. made a duck dinner the other oh, night. That, that was good. unbelievable. You told me about your little Christmas episode. <laughs> that, that sounded like a lot of fun. <laughs> Where'd you end up Tomasos, you said? We ended up at Tomasos, yes. <laughs> that wasn't none of your fault. No, 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 no. I didn't burn the turkey. <laughs> no, that was, that was plumbing, plumbing no, issues. It was plumbing issues. That's uh, funny. You, when I called the plumber. Yeah. I told him, you know, I thought I was taking a calculated risk when I was bad 364 days of the year. I thought, how bad can one lump of coal be? Apparently, it was pretty bad. That's funny. So, do you like to cook? <laughs> I do. What do you like to cook? I, I love to try and cook every... I mean, last week alone, I made a pan-seared duck over a roasted um, sweet potato and corn puree. And Sounds fabulous. roasted Brussels sprouts. The night before that, I made scallops over polenta and a mushroom ragu. You're talking my language. The night before that, I made uh, pan-seared lamb chops over a brie and risotto, uh, brie and mushroom risotto, and what else? Oh, and um, candied um, carrots. Oh, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So now, why do you like to cook? It's a release for me. Yeah, it's kind of for me too. It's t- I don't like to clean. So, but yeah, it's my not, daughter's not awesome. She, I do the cooking. My daughter does the cleaning. Yep. And we just enjoy these lovely, lovely meals yep. together. So then you also, because the thing I find with cooking is it's fun to do it. It's fun to escape. But you're also trying, you also want to please people. You want to nourish yes. people. Yeah. It's, right? a, it's one of my love languages. Right. There was a time, I, it took me a while to figure out what tile I wanted on my backsplash. And so... I actually like stood on top of my stove. We might explain some things <laughs> that I stood and I wrote. I did a thought bubble over my stove and I wrote, "I cook for you because I love you." Right. And that and we, my kids ended up loving that so much that I went without a tile backsplash for I think three years. That's funny because we just left that up. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So now, do your kids are they into art or are they into cooking? My daughter is learning how to cook with me, and okay. she's having a blast. She's actually a great little sous chef. There you go. We, we watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay, yep. a lot of it. And so, you know, she's, yes, chef. Um, Connor, believe it or not, is an incredible artist. Cool. If But he doesn't want to do it, which is fine. I'm not going to push him. Yeah, maybe him, one day he'll, he'll pick it up. Hey, maybe he's driving down the road and pulls into Michael's one you day. Never you never know, know right? right? But, yeah, he is so talented. I, If I were to show you some of the things he's done, yeah. if I was that talented. That's how Bella is in my family. Really? Um, Crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. She yeah. can draw and paint anything. Really? She, she doesn't do it. Why? Well, hold on. She sent me some texts and said that she wants to come and spend some time with me in the studio. There you go. So I know that I know that. I will be encouraging that. You should encourage that. Oh, I'm going to send her a text she's and got have it. her come she's, and paint. Her problem is she's got a lot of talents, but I think she likes a little focus. But that goes with being 17, I think. Absolutely. 100% so. it does. Yeah. Oh, well, so that drive down to Michael's might come up with both of them someday. Nice. Right? And you never know. So what projects do you got cooking right now? Um, well, I've got some really fun stuff coming up on January 23rd. I'm actually going to be doing a live painting. Okay, you were tell, um, telling us about that a minute yeah, ago. That sounds at, really cool. At the Azure, um, the new Azure residences yep. that they're building. Yep. So it's going to be for Modern Luxury Magazine. They oh, just called good. and asked if I would do that. So they're doing a big party. Um, and they had a nice feature in their magazine. I did. You? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was beautiful. It was really, really, I love that. Yeah, it was very cool. It was gorgeous. Um I'm the official artist for the Iconic House. There you go. Which I'm super excited about. With Renee D. Yes, with Renee D. Yep, we got her in a pod- podcast coming up in about two weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going to do a uh, simul, I don't know what you call it, a pod swap, I think is what she calls it. Oh, yeah? She, she recorded my 
podcast and okay. I recorded her podcast and we're going to release both on the same day. Oh, that's so cool. So. I'm actually recording with her on Friday. There you go. There it is. She's awesome. <laughs> she's I can great. tell you, she is. Yeah, she is She's great. a dynamo. She is fantastic and yeah. she's just been so lovely to work with. Good. So lovely. So, and I'm excited. At, I mean, I get to work with C.P. Druitt. There you and, go. And, you know, Rich Brock and all of the, you know, yep. Claire Ownby and, and all of the incredibly... Isabella and her crew are yep. doing a bathroom, I think. Are they? Yeah. Okay, very cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just... I'm so excited. So I'm going to be doing some That's really great neat. pieces to go into the Iconic House for the different artists. Um, a, you know, Amy at AB Design Elements. Yep. There's just some really fun yeah, stuff fun we've people. got coming up. That's very cool. Yeah. I'm really excited. And then we have our Gigi's Playhouse. Yeah. The gala got the is coming gala up. On the 11th, on I the think. On the 11th, yep. Yep. And you're auctioning off some pieces. We are. So the, the piece that you're actually looking at, the kids created it. The only thing I did on that was painted the background. Wow. So, and then, you know, I would select the colors in the order so how many kids did you have when you did that piece well we had them come one at a time okay so that we could allow you know colors to dry and and you did that at the playhouse no we did this here here. yeah very nice yeah we did it right here so you told me a great story that there was one little girl that was real oh she was super tentative she was almost terrified of it you could see the look on her face and so we kind of guided her through her first throwing (laughs) what you can't see because you're listening is that we had the kids throw paint onto two different canvases um Tiff's getting some pictures of this piece, so okay, we'll, awesome. po- we'll post it. So you'll get to see it. It's yeah. so cool. Um, so, yes, yeah, she was a little timid, and but she threw her first one, and you could just see it register. Like, her whole demeanor changed, and suddenly she got this big grin ear to ear, and you couldn't stop her. She was just walking around the canvas and throwing the paint and having such a great time. And her mom was just, you know, so excited to see her daughter light up like that and and it was actually pretty incredible. Every one of those kids lit up like that. Yeah. And it started me thinking um, of a couple things. I think that there are a lot of organizations in town that have kids or people that could really use some art therapy. Yep. So I'm thinking about, you know, kind of figuring out, you know, who I might want to talk to and open up my studio and maybe do something like this. I think that's a great idea. Um, you know, once a month and just pick a different, you know, yep. organization once a yep. month and, and let their kids come and do this. Yeah. Just the. Well, I think talk about connecting dots. Right. You're going to connect so many dots doing that. Well, I just, I, I mean, just seeing the joy on those kids' yeah. faces it lit me up right right you know it, it, it yeah so there's that energy coming mm-hmm. from the universe yeah. that's going everywhere yeah and, and it's and, and to me that was that's just, what we're talking about guys yeah just figure that out figure out where your energy is like that mm-hmm. where you can just basically i tell people drop the one little stone in the water and the little ripple and just watch it go yeah right it's amazing yeah it's amazing and then the other thing the other idea well i kind of had the idea before um, doing this, but I'm, I'm going to start a series of workshops where I'm going to invite people to come into the studio and we're going to put up a piece of blank canvas on the wall and we are going to let people throw That's paint. Cool. And so, you know, there, there's those painting parties where you can go and we paint a time sunset. lapse that. Oh, for sure. Right. How yeah, cool would that be? That'd be really cool. And we'll have wine and we'll have, you know, appetizers and yep. great music playing. And then so, you know, you could, it, so instead of going to like one of those painting parties where you do a sunset or a bowl of fruit or something yeah. like that, you're actually going to go home with this really cool, completely energetic painting that is done in colors that you want. And, 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 and I just think it'll be this amazing experience so for everybody. Like that, could we, could you do like 
how hard would it be to get like a canvas almost the length of that wall? Well, funny that you should mention that. So see <laughs> that wall right there? Yeah. I actually, that was one of my ideas is that I want to get one big long canvas and I want to get a bunch of people in, get have a community wine, painting. like a community painting and have wine and just let everybody in on it and yeah. see what we get, out, we of get out of it. I yeah, I so thought cool. that would be so much fun. I think that'd be really fun. Mm -hmm. I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah. I was like, I was looking at my Spain photos the other day and it was uh, looking at the picture of Cuernica. Or mm -hmm. Cuernica. I'm probably saying it right. <clears throat> and this little boy standing in front of it. And it's this huge, long painting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's just so impactful. Yeah, to, I know. To see some, especially if it was community created. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be really fun. Well, one of the other things I want to do with that space is put up a canvas, but it's my canvas. And every time I have paint left on a brush mm -hmm. oh, or paint goes. left in a container yeah. it just goes on there and then at and the end evolves. and yeah and then at the end of the time when i feel like it's ready yeah. then there it is there there's it is. just Done. this big and so it could either be you know go into a home or a business as one big space or right. we can cut it and turn it into multiple paintings but that's how so fun cool. would that be that's very cool yeah so how many paintings do you have going on right now how many projects how many pro well there's that one is a i know where that's going so it's got to get started um there's that one going the, oh gosh there's just a lot there's the, <laughs> the and i'm about to start a whole bunch more so i just delivered a lot of art so i was just yep. took a whole bunch to aspen i took some to telluride um so I love following your trips, by the way. You need to post more of that journey. I know. Because it's fun to watch you travel there and see the art happen. And I don't know, it just, I, it sucks me in. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know what? It, uh, when I, when my daughter travels with me, yeah. it's easier because I have, you know, Some somebody help. to take the photographs. But yeah. as I'm traveling down the road doing 95, yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to... <laughs> Yes, I'm probably not real safe. <laughs> I mean, I've done it. I've taken some great shots from the road. Yeah. Um, or it's hard, you know, when she's not there with me to even just document as I'm like taking, transferring art from right. the suburban into the gallery. Right. Like, you know, it's almost. That's what I was saying earlier. I want to film like when you're at Gigi's with the kids or the kids are mm -hmm. here, you know, just film some of that stuff. I think it's just, it's real intriguing for people, and especially non-artists. I'm an artist. I get it. But. I think for people that aren't artists to, mm -hmm. to watch that process mm -hmm. and watch the ripples come out of the stone that's dropped in right. the water. No, you know for sure. I, I wish we had gotten video of those kids. We have some great photographs. Yeah. But I wish the videos the, are cool. The videos would have been amazing just to show their faces. I mean, right. I, I mean that will stick with me forever. That's indelible. It really so is. Are you a podcast listener, reader, book book reader? What do I'm you? a book reader when I have time but for yeah. the most part I my brain is on you know fry most right. of the time and when I'm painting I need music yeah, or music sometimes silence yeah. sometimes silence is exactly what, what I kind need. of music do you like to listen to you know what it depends on the energy of how I'm feeling that day um, it depends on what I'm trying to create yeah. if I'm doing bright colorful you know, then I'll put on happy, yeah. you know, kind of fun music. If I'm in a bad space, I put on love songs and just cry <laughs> or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. Um, but it, it flows just like the art does. There's yeah. no rhyme or reason yeah, to it. Even when I draw for houses, I, I notice I don't do it consciously. Sometimes I do it subconsciously is I'll be drawing and all of a sudden I'll realize, oh, I'm listening to jazz. Hmm, that's fine. I usually don't listen to jazz. Mm -hmm. Or I'll all of a sudden have classical, which is my go-to. Uh, but then sometimes I'll have some real like techno chill music. Uh -huh. like, oh, I do a lot of techno yeah. chill. So it's, it's kind of fun to watch where all that goes and mm -hmm. how that energy gets absorbed. Yeah, no, for sure. I find that when I need to really concentrate, yeah. 
then I choose music that I know really well. Right. Because it's familiar. Just it's familiar and I can sing along with it. Right. Because when it's music that I don't know, my brain taps into the vocals right, right, and right. I want to know what they're singing and yep. understand what and the message of the away. music is and then I'm gone. Yeah. Right. From what, exactly I'm, what, what I'm mean. focusing on. Yep. So, so what are you what are you looking forward to in the year ahead? Oh, Gosh, everything. New decade. I mean, come I know. On. I was just thinking about that. Think about that. ten years. Ten years. Ten years. When I was, I've you know, I've spent the last few days becoming, you know, really happily acquainted with my couch, <laughs> just allowing myself downtime and yep. and just breathing and being and taking care of yourself. Yeah, and reflecting on the last ten years, and when I think about everything that's happened in those ten years, it's almost mind-boggling well, a lot of it's happened in the last seven from what you just I said. know it really has I mean it's this whole new life yeah but it's a life you know honestly one day one of the kids remember when the lottery was up to like 650 million dollars yeah. or some crazy number I don't ever play the lottery yeah. I just think it's silly but you know one of my kids called and said mom stop and get lottery tickets on the way it's 650 million I was like okay why not so I stopped I paid my ten dollars I got in my truck I'm driving home, and I did what everybody does, right? You st your mind starts to wander and think, gosh, what, what if I, I won, <laughs> right? And I can remember playing that game in my head before, back when I was doing marketing, and I'd be like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm going to move to here, and I'm going to do this. And But I would have nothing to do with marketing. Like, I would right. have shut it all down and been done. Yep. And in my brain, when I started playing with what I would do with that $650 million, I was thought to myself, oh, my God, I'm going to get this studio in London, and I want one here, and I want one in New York, and I want a studio here, and, oh, my God, I want to get that thing that rigs up from the ceiling so I can fly over my paintings, and, I, oh, I, oh, look, I can go buy all the materials, and then my brain just started flying around these amazing studios, and then it dawned on me, wait a minute, I must be doing exactly what I want to do because I don't want to stop it. I mm -hmm. just want to do it bigger and yeah. better, yeah. and for me, that was the gift in that whole experience. That's cool. I didn't win the lottery, but I did. Yeah. Well, right? Based on everything you've said today and just our talk before we started recording, I think I think you've tapped into that manifestation power. So right. even though you had that little lottery thought, I think some of that is, is soaked into your subconscious mm -hmm. now. And it'll become a reality. Not exactly how you thought, yeah, yeah. but you know how, this, how right. that shit works. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, you just, you put it out there and then you take baby steps every single day. Yeah. You just do something that moves you in the direction of that where dream. where you're going. And, and keep believing, have the faith. Yeah, you have to have faith. You have to have faith. You know, and there's, a, you know what, I would be lying if I told you there weren't days where I go, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? And, you just have to get through that day. Yeah. Just keep breathing. Just keep going. And I promise the next day you'll be like, oh, that's why I'm that's doing this. Yep. No, I think, you know, as, as, as someone that's creative, when you put it out there, you always have some, you always have that voice, that, that little doubt voice. Mm -hmm. like, Am I good enough? Is this, are they going to like this? You know, mm -hmm. are they going to like this roof that I did or this window? I mm -hmm. mean, you just don't know. You don't know. You know, but you do it and you do what, what feels right and. You know, luckily for both of us, I guess, 90% of the time, it seems to all work out. It works out. But here's the great part about what we do. If we mess up, we're not doctors. Nobody dies. Yeah, it's all, it's We all, can get an eraser. We can get more paint. Time. No one's going to die. So Nobody's going to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? And I actually just had that experience. I was working on a, on a commission piece. And um, I didn't listen to myself doing that piece. I... I took in too much more information mm -hmm. and um what i created i would tell you it wasn't a nikki piece and the client 
didn't really love it, but I knew that was coming. I had already hmm. bought canvases in the exact same size, waiting to hear that they didn't really love it. And they said, just be you. Yeah, interesting. And I was, and I did another painting, and they love it, and I loved it. Interesting. And so, you know, but that's an amazing lesson, right? Yeah. Don't, just be you. Yeah, just, just be you. Just be you. And everyone's always your trying, every, your voice is always trying to be shaped by what other people tell you you should be. Right. And what I learned, in, you know, going through life, and I'm obviously always learning, is just let it come from here. Let yeah. it come from your heart. Yeah. Be you. Be, be you. your soul. Yeah. Th listen, that's what people, that's why people choose you to, to, to be their architect, because yeah. they love what you do. Right. They want you. They don't want anybody else. Right. Right? And so when somebody chooses my art, I have to remember that, you know, they've looked at what I do. They've looked at what other right. artists do. They're not, they're buying what I do. Yeah. That's what they want yeah. because it makes them feel something. It, 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 it does something for them intrinsically. Right. And so to be anybody but me, yeah. well, I'm you. just shooting myself in the foot at that point. Right. <laughs> now, I've, I've analyzed that with our work too because we do, you know, we do contemporary, we do traditional, we do all these different styles, like mm -hmm. different types of paintings. Mm -hmm. But the soul of of us, the soul of my company, the soul of me, mm -hmm. is in all those different styles. Right. And that's what makes them different from, right. from other people. So mm -hmm. but everything you say totally applies to what we do. Absolutely. It's it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just a different medium. Absolutely. You know right? what? Absolutely. Cooking I can, is the same thing. It's the same thing. Do you know, I can drive down the street and I can say... That's a Candelaria house. Yeah, I, people tell me that. I I always I know because I know what they look like. Yeah, but but, but I I watched you for a long time before mm -hmm. I knew you, mm -hmm. and I love your work. And so I can spot a Candelaria. Hmm. That I do that run up Fifty Sixth Street. Yep. You know, in the mornings. You see our crazy house up on the mountain. That's the one I was talking about. But <laughs> even like the first time I noticed it. I was I hadn't gotten to the space where I could see that I was Candelaria. You had yeah. your sign up yet, but as I was running, I was like, "Oh, that's a Candelaria house, 100 percent." That's so funny. And then I got close enough to see it, and I was like, "Sure yep, enough, it, it is. is. Absolutely." That's, that's wild. Yeah. Well, that I appreciate that a great deal. That no, you're incredibly talented. So what we got to do is we got to get some of your art into some of my houses. All which right. I know it's going to happen. Oh, well, I have no doubt. So. Everything in its time. Yep. Right. I mean, you that can't. would be quite an evening, wouldn't it? It would be awesome. It'd so be amazing. That's gonna happen. We'll yeah. both and then we'll both cook. Absolutely. Oh, how fun would that how be? How fun would that be? That would be okay, a blast. so we're putting it in the universe. See okay, this? we're putting it we're out manifesting there. I love it. This. Okay. I love it. So how do we get a hold of you? How do we find you? Well, you can go to my website, which is nickywoller.com. I'm okay. on Instagram, Nikki Wooler Artist. Okay. And then um yeah, I mean, I guess that's the easiest way to get me. And we'll put and all, all of my that contact information is also on both places. Perfect. And we'll put so. all that in the story notes so okay, you can cool. tap right in. Hey, thank you. And uh, this is so much fun. This was great. So I think what we got to do is what I'd like to do is I would love to do a podcast where we either do the community thing and mm -hmm. we have everybody here. Oh, how fun. Everybody, or we do something with Gigi's that with would the be kids great. and we talk to them. Mm -hmm. and we, I think there's some opportunities no, to do some fun sure. stuff. No, for sure. I think we should too. For sure. Right. 100%. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It's going to be a great decade yes, coming up for, for both of for us. For both of us. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki Wohler, and great job. Also want to um, thank her for her fantastic donation of her incredible artwork at the Gigi's Gala auction uh, earlier this month. I mean, that first of all, that auction was great. Um, Letitia Fry, who was on one of our earlier podcasts, did a spectacular job. Carrie Pena hosted and knocked it out of the park. And then, you know, Nikki 
donated her beautiful artwork, and I know it did quite well. So special kudos there to you, my friend. And another thank you again to Talias and Weston, our dinner there on the 16th, which was a big success. It was a little chilly out, but uh, we had the cocktails there on the terrace and then dinner in the cabaret room, and it was it was fantastic. What a, what a memorable, magical evening. And I can't believe January, January is almost over. I mean, it's Phoenix Open Week this week and the Super Bowl next Sunday. Not to mention it's my dad's 85th birthday on January 31st. So send him some shout-outs, some happy birthdays on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, my dad is on there. I got him on there. He's got his new iPhone. He's My dad is tricked out for the 21st century now. So he's he'll dig it. So just send him a few little uh, happy birthdays, and we're looking forward to spending next Sunday I know it's not his birthday. His birthday's on the 31st, but next Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm having pops over here. We're going to go to the Joya Spa, get massages, then grab a martini, watch the final round of the Phoenix Open there at the at the hotel. And then we're going to come back here and fire up some uh, pizza pies and relax and watch the Super Bowl. Not sure who's going to win. I'm kind of pulling for Kansas City, but uh, I'm just hoping, like we always say, for a good game. So, okay, so have a great week, everyone. And remember to always make your day full of inspiring living. I want to say a big thank you to my good friends at Stockett Tile and Granite Company, where your project is our priority. The Stockett team, along with so many others, are coming really close to the finish line in our demonstration kitchen and our new expansion of our Candelaria Design offices. I've had the pleasure of working with the Stockett team for nearly 40 years on some amazing projects, and trust me, they are the epitome of excellence when it comes to tile, marble, and granite work, bar none. Their skill and customer service is impeccable, and the bottom line is, they're just good people. I have traveled with, dined with, and just had good times both personally and professionally with Dave Stockett and his lovely wife, Becky, and they are the best. When it comes to your next kitchen, make sure Stockett Tile and Granite is part of your team. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We encourage you to write a review, screenshot it, and share it with your friends. Please instant message it to me and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We thank you for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights to inspiring living next week.